Hey everybody and welcome to the ninth episode of the JLG Grey's Anatomy podcast. My name is Jesse. In this episode we're going to go over the characters of Dr. Burke and um, I can't remember, uh, Derek Shepard. And um, if we have time we'll go over another one, but for now that's what we're planning on doing. And as many of you have probably heard, Dr. Burke will not be returning. If you haven't heard, I feel like you should have heard because it's pretty, it's pretty much all over the news. And then the whole Larry King interview, and I mean, it's just everywhere, so I really feel like you've probably already heard it, and you're probably a little sick of it, so um, that's going to definitely put a few adjustments on how uh, we cover his character today. Obviously, we won't be able to cover it as much, and um, I'm going to choose not to cover it as much because I feel like it's less relevant to... Um, it's less relevant to how it's going to affect the next season, so I think that um, that's how that'll be handled. But sorry, I've been gone for a little while, for more than two weeks like I had planned. Um, I got a little distracted. Okay, so anyway, we're going to try to keep this a little bit shorter because they get th- my episodes apparently just get really super long. Okay, so we're going to start with the character of Derek. Derek was born in um, New York City, in I believe it was New York City, it was New York at least, and he is the only boy in um, of five children, so he has four sisters. And uh, apparently his father died when he was young, so uh, he was the only uh, boy in the family for quite some time. From what we know, most of his sisters are also doctors or within the medical, f- um, medical field. We also know that when he was a child, he had this uh, friend, Mark Sloan, and we know of Mark Sloan because he was his best friend and he's like Derek is his family he doesn't really have family but anyway so Derek and Mark were quite close and then uh, when Derek was in medical school he had met um, Addison Montgomery actually it's like Addison Forbes Montgomery but anyway and uh, they were in medical school together and they were dating then and they were quite close and they uh, they talk about a lot of memories in the second season and uh, let's see we also know that they were both, uh, he did as Derek and Addison both completed their residencies under Richard Weber, who is now chief. We know that Derek is a neurosurgeon and his wife was a uh, neonatal OBGYN. She was everything. But anyway, so Derek was this uh, brain surgeon and he, they, he had his own practice in New York and they had like, they had, he and his wife had very successful lives and they had a lot of money and they were both very, very successful. And things started like they started getting busy and they started having less and less time for one another and um I remember Addison one time saying like we don't even take the time to fight with each other anymore and so they started to like grow apart to the point where Addison decided that it would be a good idea to cheat on him with his best friend Mark and so then one time Derek came home and he saw he knew his wife was in bed with someone upstairs and he knew that it was his best friend because he saw his best friend's jacket there and that was kind of this is where we pick up because because of this Derek uproots and he goes out to uh, work under Richard Weber uh, Weber is uh, the head of the neonatal or not the neonatal the head of the neurosurgery Derek is that neurosurgeon that everyone just loves and he's like so amazing and everyone's so amazed by him I mean he has done so many amazing surgeries in this time of the show he's done a standstill and he's done um I mean, I don't like I don't even want to name them all, but he's done a lot, and you know that's 
his professional life is he's very good at what he does, which is also why he's the head of the department. And when we head into his more personal life, um, we find that he's not quite as successful. I mean, obviously his wife found the need to find love elsewhere and that didn't work out so well. And as soon as he arrived in Seattle, Derek was at a bar and he met Meredith Gray and they had a one night stand only to discover that, you know, he was going to be her boss. And although initially she was like, she was very forceful about not dating him you know she eventually gave in and uh the interns gave him the nickname mcdreamy and it seemed to go really far and also like then finally when meredith gives in uh you know the relationship starts going the way that it should and he's starting to open up to meredith and he's you know because he was holding back for so long but now he's really opening up to meredith and then his ex-wife comes slash still wife because apparently they never actually got divorced which i think before you leave you should probably at least get some papers started but his wife addison had come out because richard needed um he needed some help with these with like a preemie or something or twins i can't remember and addison was there not to um she was there and she was she was not trying to take Derek, um, have Derek take her back. He was, you know, he was like, I don't, you know, this is not right. But um, it definitely scared Meredith off, and rightfully so. I would have run too. And um, kind of improving Addison's intentions were not to come back and fight for her man uh, was that she had brought divorce papers, and she was willing to do it. But he... Um, You know, and Meredith was really happy that he was willing to do it, especially after, you know, he didn't tell her that uh, he was married. And um, Derek was unable, even though he felt really strongly about Meredith, he knew that she was probably the one for him. You know, he didn't want to leave his wife because he's that kind of stand-up guy where he knows that he married her and that is a responsibility and that he's going to take care of that responsibility by trying to make it work and eventually it doesn't work and I mean even after all the time they try to make up with Addison like it's always about Meredith and there's always something about Meredith that's bringing him back to her and there's always something that's bringing him Addison and Meredith together in an awkward situation and so I think when it really when there's a big problem is when uh, Meredith begins dating, like, first of all, it's when Meredith sleeps with George, but then it's also, you know, when Meredith begins dating someone, and it's kind of serious, and Derek, uh, finds himself jealous when he sees her at his house, even if they hadn't been doing anything, and it looks like they had, uh, he was not okay with that, and, um, that to me was, you know, that was the end, you know, she started dating someone else, and it was, like, serious, and he couldn't take that, and he was super jealous, and, uh, then they sleep together <laughs> at the prom. Well, they sleep together at the prom, and I mean, that's where everything kind of falls apart at the end of the second season, and Izzy's fiancé dies, but but ultimately that breaks up breaks up the marriage of Addison and Derek because Addison finds Meredith's panties in, the, in Derek's pocket, which is slightly, yeah. Well, and then we have Derek. He doesn't want to date Meredith right away because... He is just ending a marriage, and he does need time to contemplate it and think about it and think about what has just happened and the implications of what's happening, and um, I think it was good for him. And then the more he thinks about it, like, then he was going to talk to Addison, and uh, he was going to discuss stuff with her and apologize and um, and tell her, you know, what's going on. And then he comes to find that uh, Addison is not alone in her hotel, but she is with Mark, 
who had cheated on him with before, and there you go. And so then, um, once their marriage had broken up, for sure, and after a little while, he and Meredith, after Meredith, this was after Meredith had her appendix taken out, and she was all, like, high on drugs or whatever, um, then they really got back together, and she gave up Finn because it was a toss-up, and she was literally going to uh, toss a coin and pick a, pick a man, but she decided to date them, and so it was two guys fighting for Meredith, and that was, I think that was good for her, but that's, you know, that's for later, I guess. And, um, or actually, we already talked about it, so <laughs> it's not for later. Anyway, so, I mean, there's a lot of different, um, things that we could talk about in Derek's, um, character history, but I really think that a lot of it you should know, <laughs> probably, but I think what I want to talk about is the later parts, um, particularly starting at, um, when Meredith tries to drown herself in the three-parter, and, uh, how Derek, you know, he comes to save her, and he's always her knight in shining armor, and it turns out, like, he can't do that forever, and, um, he's always waiting for Meredith, and it's, you know, like, he doesn't really know how to do it, I don't know, and, um, I mean, Derek, when she's saved, like, it's just real, like, when he's, when she's dying, it's so tough on him, and, um, I don't know why it wouldn't be, but I think that um, it's really a, an awakening for Derek that, you know, she could be taken away from him, and that's tough because this is like, he loved Addison. I truly believe he did, but I think that this is the love of his life, and he's going to be missing out on it if she's taken away from him. And um, then, And then when Meredith is all recovered from her near-death experience, um, Derek is like overly protective of her and he's kind of making things tough for her and she's just really annoyed with him but um Derek is is he's been worried that Meredith is going to be like holding him back from what he like his true potential like to be chief because uh Richard thinks you know you got to keep your personal life out of it and I think I mean obviously from what we know about Richard that's why he thinks that but um I think that really has an effect on Derek I mean, there was that part when Derek says that he wasn't sure he could be in this relationship because he can't continue to breathe for her. She needs to breathe on her own. And I think that um, Derek is definitely the enabler because um, Meredith can do it on her own. She can, but he doesn't want to let her for fear that she will drown. And um, so I think that's, I mean, that's a big part of it too. And then um, where we left it off was... Derek was hit on by a girl who we know is Meredith's half-sister, Lexi, who has um, just been made a series regular because of a focus group. And um, so Lexi's a series regular, so who knows what's going to happen. And, you know, he's like, Meredith, I could have been with someone else. And I didn't. And Meredith's like, you know, do I have to be worried? But then when Christina doesn't get um, her happy ending and Burke leaves her, then, then Meredith's thinking that she's not going to have a happy ending with Derek and that it's not possible. So then she just kind of gives up on that one. So, I mean, there you go, really. I don't know how else to put it. So that's really um, as much as I wanted to cover on Derek. Uh, But then I think we should cover the actor who plays Derek Shepard, and that would be the lovely Patrick Dempsey. And he was born Patrick Galen Dempsey, and on January 13, 1966, he, if, um, I know I'm pretty young, so people always think it's kind of crazy, but he was in, um, an extremely, extremely popular 80s movie, Can't Buy Me Love, 
And um, that was his first major film, and he did really well. And then after that, things started to fizzle out. Things didn't go so well. Anyway, he was born in Lewiston, Maine, and he grew up in Turner, Maine. Uh, he had... There was three children in his family, including himself. He went to St. Dominic Regional High School uh, for his senior year, and um, he dropped out before he graduated. He is a really great juggler, and he was second in the national juggling competition. I don't know in what year, but I don't think it was recent <laughs> for that. After his film, Can't Buy Me Love, in 1987, when I was one, he really kind of fell off the the radar for a while. He did try, and there was... There was a lot of times when he didn't do so well, but he did do uh, some really great uh, guesting roles in the late 1990s on some of my favorite shows, and most importantly, on Will and Grace, which is like one of my all-time favorite shows. <laughs> but um, anyway, then he also um, has he's guested on other things as well. But uh, that's really my that was big for me. And let's talk about some of his films. His higher profile ones that have come since, like, Will and Grayson, since, like, he's been back on the radar a little bit, uh, would definitely be Sweet Home Alabama. He was uh, one of the men in her life. And he was also Detective Kincaid in, on Scream 3. And uh, now, I don't think it's been out, but he's going to be in the Disney film Enchanted. If you haven't seen pictures of him in dress definitely go online and look at it. They're on tvguide.com. And then also, he was in uh, Freedom Riders with Hilary Swank, and I think that was a pretty good, pretty good movie. But I, I mean, that's one of those feel-good movies, so I mean, I don't think it's bad. Uh, then we have that he was on Grey's Anatomy, of course, and he plays Dr. Derek Shepard, as I, we have just talked about. Before he actually got the role of Derek Shepard, Patrick Dempsey uh, auditioned for uh, the show house and he wanted to be Dr. Robert Chase which is weird to me because first of all I didn't even know his name's Chase <laughs> or Robert Chase but um I guess I did kind of know that and also I feel like he's a little old to be Robert Chase Dr. Chase but anyway and then this is like Grey's Anatomy was that show that just like it came it was like lightning in a bottle it came out with a bang and like no one had any idea well I mean they had an idea but I don't think anyone had an idea as to how big it was gonna be and uh Derricka's McDreamy um there I mean there's just tons of people and that say McDreamy and they know it if they haven't said it and that's just like that's Patrick Dempsey right there and that's pretty pretty fabulous anyway He's received some nominations for a lot of different things, and, you know, Grey's Anatomy has won awards as well. But anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about his personal life, I guess. Um, Patrick De uh, Dempsey's been married twice. Now, there was this really strange marriage in the late 80s, like, during his Can't Buy Me Love movie. So, 1987 to 1994, he was married to Rocky Parker, and um, the age difference between the two was, like, 20 years, 21, it says, and, um, or no, it's more than that. It's, um, he was 21 and she was 48. And he has a stepson, <laughs> Corey. He did have a stepson. And who was actually one year older than him, which was really weird. Anyway, they say that the two remain friends, but I still think it's kind of weird. Yeah, well, whatever. So, well, Patrick Dempsey's second marriage seems to be going fabulously. Um, he married her on July 31, 1999. 
Uh, his wife is a makeup artist, and she's actually really good, and she's the founder of Deluxe Beauty, and her name is Jillian Fink-Dempsey, and they just had, well, they had, um, they had their daughter in 2002, Tallulah Fife, and then, um, they just had two twin boys, if you missed it. They're adorable, and they had them on February 1, and they're Darby Galen and Sullivan Patrick, and, uh... This, to me, is, like, the greatest thing ever, is Patrick Dempsey is, like, super into race car driving, and um, I think it's really cool. He ran this, he he ran it, he drove in this race, I don't know what it was called, it was the Baja 1000, and um, I think that's, he did it in 2005, 2006, and he says he's going to do it in 2007, which is exciting, and so... He, um, I mean, he's so into racing that he's actually a co-owner of an IndyCar series team, Vision Racing, and they're not, like, the superb, they're not Andretti Green, but, like, it's going to take a while to build up to that if you are going to be Andretti Green. And this year, I was excited because I watched the Indy 500, and Patrick Dempsey drove the pace car for the Indy 500, and I was really excited. I thought that was just, I thought that was pretty fabulous because I love him. And so, um... That is, that's about, that's about it for what I have for Patrick Dempsey, so there you go. I guess now, as I promised, we're going to talk about uh, Dr. Burke. Oh, Preston Burke. I don't even know where to begin. People think that I don't like him now, like, they're like, you didn't like him now because of whatever. No, I actually don't ever like Preston, didn't ever like Preston Burke. I thought he was like, kind, he was he was too much for me to handle. I didn't like him, but I was, you know, he, he always made up something in the hospital that was, wasn't there. And that I think is definitely worth it. And, um, so he's a cardiothoracic, sorry, he's a cardiothoracic surgeon and he is the chief cardiothoracic surgeon, which is pretty big. He's an attending and he completed his medical studies at Tulane university and he graduated first in his class from John Hopkins medical school. And if you don't know anything about medicine, I mean, that's, like, top honors right there. That's amazing. And then, I mean, it's pretty great to graduate first in your class for anything, but for from Johns Hopkins, it's pretty great. He wants to be the next, next chief of surgery. And um, when Dr. Weber had brain surgery, Dr. Burke was the ch- interim chief of surgery, and he was, you know, he was in all of his glory. And then... And then things started to get a little bit complicated in his life. And he's always, like, in the beginning, he was very hard on the outside. And he was not the most pleasant man in the world. But he began a relationship with an intern, Christina Yang. And um, then he broke it off a little bit later because she was, first of all, she was being difficult. And second of all, um, he feared that uh, his reputation and his chances for a chief would have a problem. And then... um, unbeknownst to him christina is pregnant and then she has a miscarriage and she faints in her um in his or and so he knows what's going on a little bit and then he finds out that it's a miscarriage and this kind of brings them back together because he and christina definitely rebond is that how you would say it like they they come they come back together because of this and um then um he's always pushing christina in their relationship there's never like a moment where Christina's more ready than Dr. Burke, I feel. I mean, maybe a little bit, but you find it and tell me. Because um, I always feel like he's pushing Christina and he's finding ways to make it so that she's ready for what, um, or so that she does it his way. And I think, first of all, I never liked that. And But whatever. Anyway, and um, he and 
I guess if we want to talk a little bit uh, side side life a little bit, he enjoys jazz music, and this comes into play when he has to perform surgery on his musical hero Eugene Foote, and he uh, has to do what the patient wants, but in the end, his patient dies, and so Eugene Foote, his idol, has died on his watch, and I think that was really, really rough, and that was a nice, that was a great character-building episode. And then, um, I guess we could come, we could shoot, okay, sorry guys, I'm getting most of my information off of Wikipedia so that I don't have to create it myself because it's such, like, to go over characters for three seasons is huge, so if I, like, jump around, it's, that's why, and thanks to Wikipedia. Anyway, um, Burke gets shot in the arm in the second season finale, and it was huge, and he has problems, like, he has, uh... They have to go in because he's aneurysm or something. I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should remember. But anyway. Um, so then he has to allow someone else to uh, operate on him, which is huge. And um, it's really hard for him. And especially because it's his uh, main competitor in his main competitor in uh, like for chief of surgery is Dr. Shepard. But Dr. Shepard has to operate on him now. And that's weird for him. And then when he comes out, he actually has a tremor on his hand. And uh, so, anyway, then they have Christina who figures out, like, that he has a tremor. And then she's going to help him. She's going to help him be able to do surgery. And basically, she's his right hand that he doesn't have use of or, like, can't always have the use of. But uh, their secret is eventually found out. And, you know, it had to come out eventually. I can't imagine it staying in the secret for too long. But, um... When their secret is found out, he and Christina have this um, problem in their relationship. Well, first of all, he has a problem because the, now that the chief knows, and um, it's a problem because now he's because Christina told the chief about their pro like what they were doing, and because Christina was having a hard time keeping it in, and then it came down to this. So after like he was found out, he was definitely going to have problems being the next like getting the job chief of surgery when uh, Richard retired. And, um, to make matters worse, he and Christina were having, like, this silent war where neither would talk to one another. And, um, he equates it to something of, saying say, uncle, and how neither of them were going to. And, um, finally, after, like, excruciatingly long episodes of this, in my opinion, you may like this part, but, um, she broke the silence finally, and then he proposed to her, and, uh, it was weird, it, like, it took her by surprise, and then we see her... Um, with a ring on the bed at the end of that episode. I don't remember which one it is exactly. And, um, you know, we didn't know what she had said. But as it turns out, she had actually said yes. And now we're at the three-parter where she hasn't told anybody. And, um, yeah. So then he finally, or she, like, after Meredith drowns and whatever and comes back to life and she finally tells someone, she tells someone that she and Burke are getting married after everyone else found out because Dr. Burke told everyone. You know, that's when they kind of come back together a little bit again. But, and Christina, like, from there, Christina is continually giving in to Burke's wedding wishes because she thought, she said, only small wedding, city hall, uh, Burke, or Shepard and Meredith, and that's it. And uh, he didn't really, he thought she was joking. <laughs> so he wanted, like, a chapel and a huge wedding and his mother to help. And, like, she wakes up. Christina wakes up to their parents, and so, um, Burke 
really had this big wedding plan and Christina just kind of kept going with it and Burke's mother was like you know Christina I had thought you were really selfish but I was wrong and you are a good person and you are the right person for my son but then you know that's really hard for her to hear and she's still going with it because she loves him and then in the finale on the day of their wedding at the like on the way to Christina's supposed to be walking down the altar and she's all ready to go and then Burke comes up uh comes up the aisle instead of down the aisle and he tells her you know Christina we you are in love with me and I am in love with the woman that I hope you can be or I see that you can be or you have the potential to be and even though Christina said um this is what she had wanted uh he wanted I mean there was just there was just some uh, like discrepancies in words and like and it's good that he left her, I think, personally. Like, it was sad and it was kind of devastating. But I think when you think about it overall, it really was a good idea for her to leave. Or him to leave. And um, to show that Burke is really a stand-up guy. Uh, when Christina returns to their apartment and Burke has gone, he took only the things that really meant something to only him. Like his trumpet, his Eugene Foot collection, um, his Lucky Scrub uh, cap, and something else. Oh, his grandmother's picture. And he left Christina with everything else she could possibly need. And, you know, she's devastated and she's happy all at once. And I think everyone realizes, you know, that might have been the best for the two. Now, we don't know what's happening to Dr. Burke, but he's gone, as we know, because of whatever, whatever, whatever. It was contract re- uh, negotiations in the end. Like, you can't, you can speculate, but I guess, you know, in the end, we don't really know whatever (laughs) I don't want to get into it and I think that you can find it out for yourself if you don't even know like if you don't know I'm very surprised but okay (laughs) you you cannot know anyway so let's move on to the actor of Isaiah Washington who also is not my most favorite person in the world anyway Isaiah Washington the fourth was born on August 3 1963 and he was born in Houston, Texas, and he was um, there, he was part of the Houston Heights uh, community. And in 1980, his parents relocated to Missouri City, Texas, and he was the uh, he was one of the first graduates of Willow Ridge High School, Houston, in 1981. And uh, Washington was going to serve in the United States Air Force, uh, and he did sorry he wasn't going to and he attended Howard University uh so in 1999 on Valentine's Day he married is it Janessa Marie Washington and they have three children okay so talking about Isaiah's childhood I think there's a moment that stands out for a lot of people and that would be when he was talking about how he was uh as a child he uh got involved in some of the wrong areas in life and he was actually a he was actually shot at, I believe. And okay, so when he went to sorry, I'm all confused. When he went to Howard University, he studied drama there, and he started to appear in many productions there, like uh, Skin of Our Teeth and Fences. And there was like he was just really into the theater, and um, he was a founding member of the Kids City Kids Repertory, a group that. Uh, goes into community centers and like different high schools in the city of New York. Well, yeah, that's what they do. Okay. So, and he also has appeared in many films where he was like, 
he was kind of the thug, I guess you could say. I've heard him say before uh, in it. And so I think, you know, after a while, he definitely was trying to uh, trying to get away from such a thing, uh, such a such an image. He moved on to Grey's Anatomy. And uh, did I say anatomy or man? Okay, anyway. <laughs> After playing characters that could, like, he's considered, like, thugs or whatever, he really wanted to change his image up a little bit and um, change the kind of characters he played to change his image. And so he moved on to Grey's Anatomy and played someone who was a little bit more successful as opposed to someone who was, like, uh, not... I don't know. He was, I mean, he was in a lot of, like, those gritty dramas, and he wasn't, yeah, so, I mean, he was, he really tried to work on his image, which I would say I'd give him props for, and then, so, I mean, there, there you go for Isaiah Washington. That, I mean, he's on Grey's Anatomy now, he was, and he was doing really well. He made some stupid remark, how he made it, when he made it, who he made it at, I mean, that's kind of all up in the air, I feel, and I feel like, we're not really able to judge that because that's, I mean, that's, we'll never know what exactly happened. And, you know, I think that a lot of people realize that. And I think that's hard for people to take because it is like, it is a big deal. And I don't want to condone him. Like, I don't want to be like, yeah, it's okay. He can do that because he can't. But also, I don't want to judge him on something that I don't have the proper facts to judge him by. Anyway, I hope that he is out of uh, the news in such a way for a while. I think he needs to lay low. But um, to talk about some of his good things, good qualities, uh, he's definitely done things like uh, he's teamed up with like the Narcolepsy Network, and I know that Kate Walsh did so as well. And so they, um, he doesn't suffer from narcolepsy, but I think that he and Kate Walsh are just, you know, they just want to be aware, people to be aware, and I think that's really great. And also he... There's, um, I don't remember this, when this was, it was before 2000, December, 2007, but he took, um, a DNA test, and it was, this test is, um, a lot of African Americans can do it, and then, um, it does cost a lot of money, I'm sure, but, uh, what it does is it's gonna trace your ancestry back as far as it can go, and, like, I believe it's your maternal ancestry, but he traced his, um, maternal ancestry back to, um, Sierra Leone, and is of Mende descent, and he went um, he went to his ancestral homeland and he visited, and he um, he really wants to do some good work there, and I would I would definitely give him props for that because I think that's a really good thing. So if you don't know anything about Dr. Burke, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Go on the internet, but or turn on the TV. Yeah, um, anyway, so uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I have on him too. It's not a lot, but, you know, I feel like it's enough for you to get by. And he won't be back with us, and so, you know, we'll figure out how he's going to, um, I don't know how, uh, he's, they're going to write him out of the show. I mean, obviously they already wrote him out, but how are they going to explain it? And then, um, the, I mean, there you go from there. So, that's all I have on, like, the characters for today. I said we might go through another one, but I think we're not going to. We'll just keep it kind of short. So, anyway, we're going to get through a little of our business and our plugging business. Okay, so the blog, of course, is jlg-grazenanatomy.blogspot.com. And then you can go there, leave a comment, or you can go in the upper right-hand corner. And there's a thing that's called Leave Me an Audio. And when you do that, it will, um, 
you'll be able to record me an audio comment. Otherwise, if you have the capabilities, you can uh, record an audio comment on your computer and send it to me by email. You can also send me normal emails. That's fine, too. Uh, my email address is jlgpodcasting at gmail.com. I would totally love it if you would just send in emails. And just think about it, guys. We're already in mid-July, and we're getting closer to the premiere of Grey's Anatomy, although it is still kind of far away. Anyway, hopefully it's closer than we think. And um, I don't know what else to tell you, but definitely like send in your feedback. Oh, I need to tell you who we're talking about next week. That would be why you would want to send feedback. So if you have feedback on Dr. Burke and you have feedback on Dr. Shepard or on uh, the actors Patrick Dempsey and Isaiah Washington, you can send that those kind of comments in as well. Uh, next week, who haven't we talked about? Let's talk about... Uh, we already talked about Izzy, right? Okay, so well, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about Dr. Bailey and, and, oh yeah, okay, let's talk about, okay, so Dr. Bailey and Dr. Torres, so Sada Ramirez and Chandra Wilson, and so if you have anything you want to talk about with them, if you want to tell me your favorite moments with them, you know, I would definitely love to hear from you, so go on ahead and do that, please, 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 and then also, um, if you go to the website and like I'm not on there for more than two weeks again next time I'll definitely update you guys so I would always suggest that you go to the blog and uh, check it out because I think that's worth your time if you if like I'm gone for a while but um, I'd definitely be back and so in two weeks I'll be back and hopefully I'll have some news about a possible contest oh and by the way if you want to pre-order your Grey's Anatomy season four DVD or season three DVD man if you could pre-order season four now uh, season 3, you can pre-order, and it's coming out, like, the 11th or the 10th of September, so it's coming out before the premiere, of course, and you can do that, um, on Amazon, and I'm sure you can do it on a few other sites, but, so, there you go. Uh, that's all I have for you today, so everybody, continue to have a wonderful summer, and don't forget to send in your comments. Alright, talk to you later.